PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Welcome into another edition of Retirement Planning Redefined. Thanks for hanging out on the podcast with John, Nick, and myself as we're going to talk about retirement planning from a a psychologist, can't talk, from a psychologist point of view. Say that three times fast. What's going on, guys? How you doing this week? Pretty good. How you doing? Apparently, I can't talk, but other than that, I'm doing all right. What's going on with you, John, my friend? How you feeling? Uh, Pretty good. I think, um, you know, last time we spoke, I don't know if I mentioned the podcast, I was getting ready for uh, kind of lumbar spine surgery. So Mm -hmm. uh, four weeks out. And um, feeling pretty good. So everything went well, uh, as far as I can tell. And uh, looking forward to rehabbing and getting back to normal. Good, good, good to hear. Nick, my friend, I think we're, we're taping this just before uh, the beginning of September. You and I are, or, well, I think John is too, but football fans for sure. And so it's just around the corner. By the time we drop this podcast, it should be out. So looking forward to the new season. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bills are opening up the season next Thursday night. So oh, that's uh, right. excited yeah. about that. Yep. Yeah, very good. Very good. So good. Well, that's uh, you know, that's always a fun time of the year for a lot of sports fans, so they'll be happy to have that back. But let's talk about, and I guess if you want to think about that analogy for a second of sports fans, we get kind of lots of sports fans get pretty depressed when the football season ends, right, or whatever season it is that uh, you know that they're into, sport they're into, and then they get you know rejuvenated when it gets closer. Well, if you think about this from a retirement planning standpoint, a lot of people get pretty stressed. Clearly, it's a big difference, I understand, but I'm just kind of using that as an analogy to when it comes time to making that shift from working into actually being retired, you know, so there's like these big mental hurdles, if you will, to major life changes. So we'll put the link in the the show notes as well, but we'll break down this article uh, written by licensed professional counselor uh, Kate Schroeder, hopefully I'm saying that right, for Psychology Today. Uh, entitled The Psychology uh, of Investing in Foreign Retirement. So, excuse me, The Psychological Investment of Retirement. As I mentioned earlier, I can't talk today. So let's talk a little bit about this because, Nick, I know you got a little bit of a story to share along the lines of this as well. But a lot of people don't consider, and this is kind of the first key point, the, the consequences of what that transition looks like when they walk away from something, the routine, the definition, maybe whatever term you want to put to it that their life has had for a number of years and they go into retirement, it's a big, big hurdle for people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we've had a bunch of clients, uh, retire recently, you know, in the last couple of years. My parents have retired, uh, recently. So I see it, you know, a little bit more on the, on the personal side with them. And, 
you know, the the transition for people, especially during a time like we've had the last couple of years, post, you know, during COVID, post COVID, the people, you know, typically need purpose, you know, purpose and structure. And so the for for those that are not used to having, you know, that extra time, or maybe they weren't self-employed, or maybe they got up and went to the office every day, or, you know, they had that redundant kind of structure that, you know, at times I'm sure they didn't like, but maybe didn't necessarily realize how big of an impact it had on kind of their overall life and their planning, having all that extra time and having to find ways to fill that time um, and not kind of have it just turn into like a black hole of sleeping in, you know, just maybe watching TV, watching the news, doing things that aren't necessarily healthy for you or kind of keep your mind sharp and going. Um, you know, the feedback that we've gotten from from quite a few people is that that transition has been a little bit more difficult than they mm. expected. Yeah, for sure. You know, John, the author goes on to point out that the number one thing retirees struggle with is finding like something consistent and, and kind of genuine or lasting in what they're moving to. Right. So we, we need purpose as people. We need to find something that, uh, I don't know, makes us want to get out of bed, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, 100% agree with that. I think finding something that has meaning to you or someone else, or, or really, I would say, you know, just helping people. I think what I've seen a lot of people where they've struggled with that is, you know, they it's like, hey, what, what do you enjoy doing? What can you do to help some other people mm-hmm. or even family? Um, so I found a lot of people get fulfillment from that. So whether it's uh, finding a charity that you've kind of always maybe want to participate in and never had time to now, you know, this point, it'd be a good time. You know, use my parents as an example, you know, they, uh, they watch my kids, you know, two to three days a week. And, you know, that kind of gives them some consistency and purpose. And, um, and my, it's funny, my dad will actually, uh, you know, they've been retired for a little bit, but right. um, I can tell when he's getting bored, when he calls me up, he's like, anything you need to be done around the house that I can come do. <laughs> right. And right. I'm like, yeah, sure. Come on over. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'll, you know, for at least them kind of their, their consistency is their grandkids and kind of helping out family. But I think everyone needs to find kind of um, yeah. what's important to them to, to give them some meaning and, and some, some level of importance to the ones around them and themselves. For sure. Well, as humans look, I mean, for a lot of ways, we look forward to retirement. We're like, yes, maybe you're tired of your job. You're like, I can't wait to get out of here. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to do nothing, you know, but at some point, like the lack of structure does kick in and we kind of require that. We kind of crave that. I think as a species, we need something uh, to kind of, you know, some guardrails or something just to keep us on the track, if you will. And, and so, you know, people view their time off or, or that break, uh, as more of a stressful period because they just maybe there's just nothing something productive is not there uh, or even just the accomplishment of of completing tasks right so it can be that simple and I imagine when you guys are dealing with retirees again that's the big hurdle they they have the excitement of wanting to be retired but then at some point they do need that that structure to do there and maybe for some people that's you know, Nick, I don't know, uh, going back to work or or maybe finally starting some hobby thing they've always wanted to do. I'm sure you have clients ask about that. Yeah. You know, for some people it can be, you know, we've had some clients that do a great job with it, you know, that mm-hmm. are almost uh, more busy than they were when they were working. And well, that's the old thing, kind too, of, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have that mindset of maybe it's like lifelong learning, you know, that sort of thing. And then they take up whether it's a sport or activity like golf, or we had one client recently who has been, you know, trying to learn a new language and, and traveled and went and stayed in the country that, 
um, they were uh, trying to learn the the language and kind of immerse themselves in it. And w- that was something that they really enjoyed kind yeah. of doing. And so, you know, one thing, just because this has been on my mind a little bit, just kind of seeing different clients go through it is just thinking further out down the line. And, you know, even personally for myself, you know, what are the things that I enjoy doing? What do I, you know, like to do? And, you know, one thing I've realized is, just and it sounds pretty basic but just getting outside like just being outside even if it's just for a walk or going for a bike ride walking along the water fortunately we have that here can be a really good mental reset so that's one thing i've heard from you know people where if they're finding themselves maybe kind of falling into a routine that they're not a fan of having some sort of reset activity that kind of snaps them out of it gets them going out doing different things and um, just that, you know, it's almost like the snowball effect where just doing one or two new things will oftentimes spur you into trying uh, other things. Yeah, for sure. Nick actually, uh, and I'm following next month, he just hit 40 this year. So I think he's given some personal experience oh. in his, on his midlife, uh, you know, reset here. So is it midlife at 40 or have we moved that to 50? Because I'm 50 and I feel like it's now. <laughs> uh you know for myself about turn 40 next month. Let's say it's moved to 50. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I feel I'm feeling it pretty heavy right this minute. So maybe maybe 50 is better. Well Nick's Nick's still got a, you go you both got a ways to go. So that's okay. So I was going to pivot to the your practice or just your clients in general. Do you see people that sometimes come in mentally prepared for this at all? And either whoever wants to answer feel free to answer. But uh where they kind of come in and, and they are already leading that charge by saying, hey, I'm a little worried about the transition, uh, you know, or asking for advice on that, or even just saying, yeah, I'm prepared. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see that quite a bit. Uh, we see it a lot when, um, let's say, one spouse is retiring early. Oh, okay. Um, good point. Yeah. I think when that when that happens, it's the person that's retiring early starts to think like, hey, what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> you know, while you're working. So those, I'll say those people are, are typically thinking uh, ahead of the game of like, hey, while he or she's working, you know, I need to find something to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And we've had people that you know, they get into photography or, you know, start, you know, start doing kind of more physical activity, whether it's running, biking, things like that, just kind of becomes more of a routine like we talked about. So I'll say, yeah, I think we see a lot of clients that do start to mentally prepare for it. And, um, you know, normally if it's a couple situation, you know, it's kind of what we like to do together, yeah. um, whether it's traveling or, or whatever it might be. But, um, you know, we definitely see that quite a bit. Yeah, I'm five years older than my wife. And so she teases me already. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do if you, you know, when if you retire well before me, she's like, which you probably will. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to be jealous about that or not. It depends. <laughs> so that's yet to be seen in my life. Uh, Nick, when you guys have people that are struggling here, is there a role that you guys can play as advisors that help in that? Can you share other things you've seen or or have you kind of encountered that where you do get leaned on? Yeah. So I would say what we tend to see people that have, you know, worked their whole lives, they're transitioning into retirement and they have done a good job savings, but they have a little bit of a scarcity mindset and they're, you know, really concerned about, you know, whether or not they can afford something or, you know, by default, you know, that's one of the benefits that, um, you know, that's one of the things that have probably helped them throughout their working year save more money was being a little bit more on the conservative side. But then in retirement, they, they find themselves struggling to use the money that they saved up. And so from a planning perspective, you know, we try to tell people that, 
let us tell you no. You know, so whether it's a thought process of you want to consider having a plate, you know, getting a second home in the mountains, or you want to bump up your travel budget for the first 10 years of retirement, or, you know, there's a certain sort of, whether it's a social club or a golf course or something that's going to help kind of bring stability to your life, but you're concerned about the money aspect of it, let us run the numbers for you and show you that it's okay. And, and we go through different scenarios and, and what we found is, you know, cause for many people, we're trying to help them just improve their decision-making process when it comes to finances. And so um, we really try to help focus on the fact that we don't want them to be self-limiting. The goal for us working together is to communicate for them to share with us what's important to them so that we can help get them there from a financial perspective, or at least give them the confidence they need to go ahead and make that decision. And, and frankly, we see that, you know, we get emails or calls every couple of weeks on, you know, these people that are starting to make that transition and, and think about those sorts of things. So that's probably the most fun part about what we do. That's cool. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up with this kind of follow last little question here to follow this up. Is this something you guys actively include, you know, that's kind of a softer side, if you will, of the financial planning process, not just the X's and the O's? Is it something you uh, think about as a team that you guys discuss these other parameters that's not just, again, the X's and O's? John, if you want to answer or either one of you guys or both. Yeah, I think it is something that we consider. Um, and I think it's a case by case. So not for everyone do we kind of go into this with planning, but specific individuals where we feel like, hey, you know, maybe they need a little bit of guidance or a little assistance on on some options, what's out there, we'll definitely go into it. And um, in, in the classes that we teach and go through, um, you know, there's a section of the book that actually has some resources where you know, pre-retirees or retirees can go in and kind of see, you know, what, what's out there? What, what are what are people doing? It's always good to hear what others are doing to give you an idea of like, oh, I didn't realize this was out there. I can do this. So Nick, anything else? Yeah, I would just say kind of a little bit of what I alluded to in the last uh, portion where, you know, just trying to get them to think about things more broadly. And instead of you know, kind of going through, because so many people, it's like, you know, they have a friend or a brother or a sibling or whatever that did this or that did that. And they're used to kind of like sitting back and watching and maybe not participating as much. And so them just really kind of being comfortable enough, you know, to open up to us, tell us what they really want to do so that we can help, you know, figure that sort of thing out so that they're uh, from a financial perspective, you know, our, our to arm them with the information they need from a financial perspective to be able to make the decisions that they want from a lifestyle perspective, I think is, you know, one of our top goals. Well, again, it's a, it's a huge component of retiring, right? We, we get so focused on the X's and O's making sure, you know, do I have enough money to retire, all that kind of stuff. And obviously that's clearly important, but there is a lot to think about from the mental side, getting prepared to step away from maybe something you have been doing for 20, 30, 40 years, whatever the case is, how it affects the other person in your life. There's a lot of little parameters that go into retirement other than just the money. And so that was the point this week here on the podcast. Again, we'll include the link to uh, this uh uh, this report or this uh, article uh, from the uh, from Kate Schroeder that we talked about here today on the show. And before we go, Nick, I wanted to give you a chance to mention you guys have an upcoming class pretty soon here. If folks would like to get involved, uh, give us a little bit of a rundown on that, please. Yeah. So John had mentioned earlier in the session that you know we do classes, and we know a lot of our clients have come through those classes. So starting on September fifteenth, uh, we'll be holding our normal retirement planning today 
class at the Pasco Hernando Porter campus. So uh, the days it's a it's a two day session. So there's uh, it's about three hours each day. Um, so the subject people can attend on the 15th and the 22nd, which are Thursdays mm-hmm. or the 20th and the 27th, which are Tuesdays. Um, and so, you know, we go through a full gamut of information. Um, we bring an attorney to go through the estate planning portion of the class. And we always welcome those that have come through the class already. Um, they're always welcome to attend again as well. So okay. Yeah, just wanted to let everybody know that that was coming up. Yeah, good stuff. Now, this podcast will probably be dropping out shortly before that. So what's probably the fastest way to see if there's still space available? Just to call the number? Just to call the 813-286-7776? Yeah, go ahead and give the office a call or shoot either John or myself an email and and we can... uh, the connection for okay you. so again it's 813-286-7776 if you'd like to attend that retirement planning today class or you could email john or nick simple way the basic way to spell their name john nick at pfgprivatewealth.com and there's a lot of good tools tips and resources there guys thanks for hanging out john i'm glad you're feeling better my friend appreciate it thanks have a good one absolutely nick thanks as well buddy and i'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks talk soon all right we'll see you next time right here on retirement planning redefined with john and nick from pfg private wealth